Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is the day after mayhem. Primetime Kansas City is here to break down. If you want to call that a football game, you can call it that. It was just a heart attack for everybody else. Um, joined by Josh and John, and let's not even waste any time. Let's get into Bills Chiefs. Um, I did say on the last podcast it was going to be the game of the weekend, and when I said that, I didn't think that weekend was going to be this good, but it still ended up being the game of the weekend. Yeah, it, it was definitely the game of the weekend, which, look, if you would have told me that, especially like just leading up to the game, I would have been shocked because uh, the um, the Bucks and Rams game was absolutely insane, and the two games before were pretty incredible. But, um, yeah, where do you even start with a game like that? Um, anybody <laughs> I don't did- think you start with anything. I think you start at the two-minute warning where 25 points were scored. <laughs> All right. That's that is where the that game is, started. That is basically where the game started. Uh, yeah, 25 points from just after the two-minute morning, uh, and that was just yeah. in regulation. That doesn't count the extra six that uh, were yeah. scored in overtime. I'm not going to um, lie, John. I was shitting my pants when Harrison Butker was having to tie the game. Oh, my I was, God. I was like, yeah, he's going to yeah. miss it. No, you got to. I mean, especially with things that had happened leading up to that moment. I mean, he misses <laughs> going the same direction to end the first half. Uh, and he looked about pretty your dream. poor. Um, he looked poor warming up at halftime as well. He missed like multiple kicks. Um, he said after the game he thought he could hit it from sixty. Uh, there is literally no way. No way. Like, he he missed sixty like badly with a tee at halftime. Um, it it was not going to happen. Uh, definitely a little bit in his head, but I'm not going to go too hard on him because at the end of the day. Kind of gets made up for when you make the one that actually matters, because that uh that is really that's really where your dream comes. your dream is what I was worried about. It almost yeah. came true. Yeah. It, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No. It, it, <laughs> at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't thirty three to thirty two at the time. Oh, it was thirty three to thirty two. He was missing that one hundred percent. We did yeah. have thirty two at one point, and at that point, I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, yeah. this, is, this is bad." But uh, yep. yeah, no, he actually did come through, which he he always does. You know, he has his frustrating misses, but that dude, you go back to the AFC Championship game versus New England, clutch ass kick in that game to send into overtime. Like that yeah, guy that kick's never talked about too. Well, that yeah, because we lost the game. But that dude, I mean, ice in his veins on that kick, and then this kick was even more impressive when you consider he's having a bad night. He's missed twice already. And he's going the direction that he's already missed. 49 yards, game on the line, nails it. I mean, it was just all the pressure in the world was on Butker there, and, and he came through. So, you know, that the props of having a good kicker, man. You, you saw what happens in my Packers when you don't have good special teams. Uh, it kills hey, but you. That's not the main, of, that's not the main no. event of this game. I, I oh, think no. it's uh, – Yeah. Josh yeah, Allen, enough, we, we have somehow gotten into a kicker rambling hole here. Yeah, what a, I was going to say, what an we, need, we need to talk about the, the two quarterbacks. that game. <laughs> yeah, we came here talking about fucking Harrison Butker when you literally just saw two of the best quarterback performances well, you will ever see in your life. Yeah, and it was because of the dream. But yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, you know what? I just want to start off by saying everyone wants to make a Brady Manning parallel. You can't do that. This is the Allen and Mahomes parallel. This is their own thing. Um, and I think it's honestly a little more majestic. And I think last night proved it. Both quarterbacks played pretty much perfect games. Um, I mean, perfect to the extent you can expect it. And um, 
both of them, you know, at the end of the day, no matter who ended up losing, the blame would never have been on either of them. Uh, I mean, maybe someone would have found a way to say it was on Mahomes, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But I don't think anyone's saying it's Allen's fault at this point. And it's just unbelievable the the back and forth insanity of those drives. I mean, you could have been betting the other team's money line every time after someone scored and you would have made a killing either way. Um, because at the end of the day, it was just the, the, the game was shifting so unbelievably fast. And uh, yeah, crescendoed with the 13 second drive, which in all honesty, never should have happened. It should have been done no. better by Buffalo, but yeah. Also, Blake Bell never should have been running an option. So that is uh, that's John. The... You were at the stadium when this was all happening. When there was yeah. 13 seconds left on the clock, could you hear a pin drop? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And look, I personally like didn't celebrate after the Hill touchdown because yeah, same. It really doesn't mean anything. I mean, when he scores that fast, you're screwed. I mean, you, you to some extent, and we were, we were. Um, I pretty much said that we had lost at that point. And it was right for a slight period of time. 99 Um, out of 100 times, we lose with 13 seconds left. Oh, yeah. Like, for just for reference, and don't let this get too much on it, but there is a better, um, the the win probability for the Chiefs when they were uh, getting the ball with 13 seconds left was higher than the win probability of Mizzou winning on Tuesday against <laughs> Auburn, literally. Um, so that that should tell you a little something about how um, incredibly unlikely it was. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was good. I can't Auburn's believe ranked it. number one for no one that for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, but still, come on, Mizzou so... literally has less of a chance than a team that needed to get. 50 yards and 13 seconds where, you know, but you think yeah, whatever. I was taken during that drive where one, I know John is sitting up there laughing at the prevent defense because John has been calling out prevent oh my defenses God. No, all season. You literally, I was, I kid you not laughing out loud at how hilarious prevent defense, what defense was. And quite frankly, there was, there was still 10% of me that thought it was going to happen. And who, who are the two best players in the NFL at getting 20 yards to play against prevent defense? Literally Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. They, like, if if there's a niche thing for that, it's unbelievable. And I just hate prevent. And it, that's how it was. But yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was laughing whenever I saw that. But I, I had another thought in my head, in all honesty, and it just left so we can just keep going. But yeah, I mean, what a whack-ass game. It is damn lucky that the Chiefs won that game because if not, that Blake Bell option play would have been, I, I don't, it would have been the so new D Ford. It was so bad, one yard yeah. needed. That that was oh my god. Combined with Butker costing us four points, that would have been so tough to go out like that. Yeah, no, and it's yeah, and you you said it exactly right. Um, I'm always a big proponent of the QB sneak, and I think even from that distance. You could have done the Blake Bell QB sneak and gotten the yeah. first down. Um, and I, I just a little too creative for their own good. I mean, <laughs> it really, at a certain point, you have to consider how much that's even leveraged by the threat of a QB sneak. And evidently, it wasn't leveraged very heavily. And I think some of them didn't even think they were going to sneak it. Um, so, yeah, that was rough. That was a very, very terrible call. And thank God that isn't the thing that was running around in our heads last night. 
while we tried to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> because that would have sucked. That would have been terrible. If you guys had to guess, who was the highest graded chief last night and who was the lowest on PFF? Uh, pretty sure, wasn't it Ingram was highest? Is that your guess? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my guess would be Patrick Mahomes. Ingram was second. Patrick Mahomes was second. Who do you guys think was lowest? He got a 39. Was it offense or defense? Not telling you. You just got to guess. Frank Clark. Frank Clark. Mike Hughes got a 39. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, look. Another thing that needs to be noted, too. When Tyron Matthew went down, I said, we're fucked. I literally yelled, we're fucked. Oh, I was I was yeah. worried as well, but I think that the situation kind of became clear at that point that we were reliant on Mahomes' magic, and that's what we got. I mean, the defense was not good, and then, no. to be honest, we were a little lucky to get as many stops as we did. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'll take where we can get because when you have Armani Watts and Mike Hughes and Daniel Sorensen out there, it's bound to get ugly. And I mean. Admittedly, it's probably going to get a little ugly next week, but it's it's whatever because the offense can do that. <laughs> I, I know you guys said uh, John said when we were talking about this last week. You know, Willie Gay wasn't a big deal, but he he got a um, oh yeah he graded a seventy nine point eight. Yeah, he was one of our top players. So I mean, and lots of snaps. Lots when you're of snaps. when you're playing in a game that is decided by like that little. Like it, not having Willie Gay legitimately could have been a difference. And that's the crazy thing about it, is yep. Like just you, you never know what those guys. What do you guys think Josh Allen's grade was last night? Very <laughs> high. A little lower than I thought. It was a ninety-two point seven. Okay, so still really good. His playoff grade ended with a ninety-five point seven. Yeah, I'm, and, and he, Josh Allen did not deserve to lose. No. Nine touchdowns, zero picks in two games. Lost. Yeah. No, and that's the, that's the biggest resounding thing from this game. I mean, it sucks that one of them had to lose. It mm-hmm. like why could it very much? Super that's Bowl. why it felt like the Super Bowl. Frankly, a lot of people were calling it the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not calling it the Super Bowl. A lot of people look. The other three teams can beat the Chiefs, but are they better than the Chiefs? No. And I would have said but, the same exact thing for Buffalo. None of the other three teams would have been better than Buffalo. Like I believe. With Green Bay and Tampa Bay getting upset that Buffalo, Kansas City were the best two teams left at the time. Yeah, and I would say with the way that Green Bay and and Tampa Bay went out, I mean, obviously you can do revisionists on this or whatever, but kind of made it clear that even from the beginning, these were the two best teams in the NFL this year. Um, when they're hey, you want to know who you want to know who should be in it though? Who who? The Chicago Bears. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um. Yeah, so um, do we want to talk about, like, the impact? If I, I'm thinking Honey Badger's back next week if it's just a concussion. Andy Reid said he's feeling good, but he's still in protocol. So take that yeah, how you want. He'll be, in product, he'll be in protocol until, like, Thursday or Friday at the earliest. So, yeah, that's, that's not too bad. At first, I was kind of fearing it was a neck injury because it just was a weird kind of situation where he got kicked in the back of the head. But, uh... You know, he should be back next week. The guy I'm really hoping is back is Fenton. Like I said that last night. Yeah, that was a huge loss. Fenton last night would have been huge, especially without Matthew, because Hughes and Legereus Sneed were our two lowest graded players. They got cooked. Yep. Yeah, they did, didn't they? And you could see it. I mean, it was obvious. Um, (laughs) It just, it was not good. I mean, Mike Hughes was on the ground. 
for like two touchdowns. <laughs> Mike, Mike Hughes, the one on fourth and thirteen, got his ankles destroyed. Like he got juked so hard. And then there was one ha- there was one crossing route where literally Legarius Sneed like tackled Mike Hughes out of the play and left them wide open in the end zone. It was just a bizarre game. I mean, Gabriel Davis, four touchdowns? What the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. He's on a rookie contract. Like, where did he come from? He was a third-round pick in 2020. Yeah, like, he was a nobody. I mean, he's a solid player. I'm not trying to – obviously, he's solid. But, like, holy hell. Like, that guy went – he just went crazy. And then they hold Stephon Diggs under, like, what, 20 yards? It was just – they basically said, we are not going to let Stephon Diggs beat us. We'll let anybody else beat us. But Stephon Diggs will not do it. And Gabriel yeah, Davis and almost did it. <laughs> let me tell you, that that definitely can lead to a little bit of fear about, um, look, maybe this is looking too far down the line. But uh, that can be a problem in a potential matchup with the Los Angeles Rams, I will have to say. We got to get past uh, this week. I Diggs, don't no, they do. Diggs. They do, but... <laughs> The secondary needs to get healthy if we want to think about the whole thing anyway. Stephon Diggs, you know, had been the big deal. He wanted revenge. There's that picture of him looking at the confetti last year. He had talked a lot. Three catches for seven yards. Yep. I mean, that, that is just brutal. Yeah. But then again, I mean, Gabriel Davis had 200 yards and four touchdowns. Like, literally the first player ever to do that. So, that so- was ridiculous. Um. Before we previewed next week for the Chiefs, uh, let's go ahead and go through the divisional round. The best weekend. I mean, we were saying it going into the week. It was going to be the best weekend of football. Divisional round always is great, but this one was even better mm-hmm. than normal. So you had uh, the Bengals at the Titans. Josh uh, was right on this one. The Bengals. He was. I just did not see a way the Titans were winning this game. I well, just there was an obvious way. It was just called Ryan Tannehill had to not play like fucking James say, Exactly. Winston. Like that. Is Have big. you not seen Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs? Like, do you not remember when he played the Bengals or the Ravens and passed for fifty yards? I do like, remember. That when doesn't he went to win Fox playoff games. One, though. Like I'm just saying, he's, he's not. Listen, I'm not saying he's. Was the last anymore. time? But there's he, been what zero two. Since that, since they lost to the Chiefs in the yeah. AFC Championship. This, also, did y'all both go two and two this week? Sorry, I went one and three. Yes, I should have went three and one. Oh, one Jackson and three. Went one and three. So, Josh, what are you like? Four and six. We're all like tied, aren't we? I'm five. Jackson and, five. and I are four and six. John's five and five. I should be five and five. Yeah, basically in the next game, but that's neither here or there. Literally, like getting. Well, then I should be. Then I should be whatever. So. Ugh. Literally. No, because I literally said I'm going to take it, but you, I I talked myself out of it. Literally this oh. week, you would you were so like not saying it was luck, Josh, but it was like if you went anything other than two and two, you got lucky because like all of these games were decided by nothing. Like it was every game came down to the final two minutes. But okay, if you look at it, I mean, Bengals minus three comes down to the final drive. They're not going to lose. Or Bengals Plus minus three and, and a half. half right? Green yeah. Bay minus five and a half. If I would have picked 49ers, I never would have lost because no matter yeah, you what. Well, you didn't, though. You're a dummy. I would have. Green Bay. But, yeah, we'll get yeah. into that in a second. But first of all. Um, I took Buffalo, and I, I truly did. Huge disappointment we'll for Jack the Titans. Therapy session for Green Bay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it later. Uh, <laughs> I think the Titans, like a lot of people expected this. But, gosh, I mean, I still, like, after that game, my takeaway is still Tennessee has more talent and they're a better football team. But Joe Burrow 
is just they were the worst number one seed I've ever seen. I don't think Tennessee's good. I still think they're better than Cincinnati. Like if that game is played I mean, ten times, I think they win seven. Like I think they're... we're talking about a team winning when they got sacked nine times. I know. I mean it's that's crazy, insane. Tana that's Hill unheard of. Was just terrible. And like I'm not saying I expected him to be, you know, prime Brady or prime <laughs> Mahomes, but like. I like he was just so dreadful. And Derek he just Henry, didn't need to fuck up, and he fucked up like three times. That's what it comes down. And they to. were yeah. in position like, to win that thing. They're tied fourth and one, and Derrick Henry gets stuffed. Like that yeah. is just unbelievable. But yeah. yeah, Bengals. We'll talk more about them in our game preview. Crazy Saturday night, the demon struck again. 49ers have now beaten Green Bay in the playoffs four straight times. Actually, Jackson, me and John were. We feared your life. We're, we, there was discussion. Should be. Oh, be yeah. It was pretty obvious. Like, I would say once the special teams did the. Uh, oh, the, the, what's even the with team? the blocked field goal, it was like, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's just the type of thing that uh, results in losses. It was so clear throughout that game that Green Bay outplayed San Francisco, but the but they didn't put points up. And that was. That was it, and you left them hanging around, and your special teams unit is, I know it's fresh, I know I'm biased, but it's got to be the worst special teams unit to ever take fucking place in the NFL. I mean, holy shit. They couldn't do a goddamn thing right. The blocked field goal, the blocked punt for a touchdown. Every time the Packers kicked off in that game, San Francisco returned it to like the 40. There was nothing they could do right. It was complete and utter shit. And it's been that way all year. It's not like, oh, well, you know, it'd be one thing, right? If, like, the Chiefs came out and their special teams just had a meltdown this week. And then you were like, well, our special teams had been pretty good all season. That's one thing. But when it's been terrible since week one and it's still this <laughs> terrible, that falls on the floor. They, not holding guys accountable. You have to make changes. I, I know – People don't like to fire coaches within the middle of the season. But Maurice Drayton, if that dude has a job next year as the Packers special teams coordinator, I'm not watching. I refuse to watch until that piece of shit is out of there. That dude is a certified dumbass. I don't want him anywhere near a football field ever again unless it's for one of my rivals. That dude gets to the fucking mic all the time and he's like, we'll have it cleaned up. We're getting there. The process is starting to work. No, it's fucking not. And you just costed the fucking team a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You fucking piece of shit. Like that was that was definitely proper. And I think 100% yeah, justified. Honest, I thought it was going to be worse. Yeah. No, but it was uh definitely justified. That was um that's the issue with um when you have four really good divisional games is that four different sets of fan bases have to um kind of uh Live in hell for a little bit, um, and that's uh, that's what you had to do if you were the Packers. Sadly, not to piss on the parade here, but <laughs> that is um, the the blocked punt, especially is just um, and just I'll ridiculous. say this: this bullshit that oh Lambo in January home field advantage people don't the cold that is such a bullshit narrative. Okay, nobody cares about playing in the snow. Nobody cares about playing in the cold. Home field advantage does not mean shit as it pertains to weather, okay? That, it maybe it used to, 
But Green Bay's been getting their ass kicked at home in the playoffs every year from since like 2007. <laughs> like I'm tired of hearing that shit. It's like every year they're like, well, we got to get home field advantage. Why? We've been the one seed two years in a row and got our ass clapped. Like it doesn't matter. Come <laughs> the fuck on. Like, oh, it's gonna be 10 degrees. The 49ers can't play in this. They obviously fucking could. So it's like, God, I I don't want to hear that bullshit next year. Whenever we're like. If Green Bay is even relevant next year, if they're like competing for like a buy, I don't want people saying like, well, we need January in Green Bay where it's cold and tough to play. Bullshit. Teams keep coming up there and kicking your ass. I forget about it. Go nine and eight like San Francisco and get hot at the right time. But I digress. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I fucking hate Jimmy Garoppolo too. I fucking yeah. hate that piece of shit. Did you hear what he said after I, the To game? be honest, is it bad that I want a Chiefs 49ers rematch, even though we beat them? I don't give a shit. I just want to beat them more. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't care. Jimmy Garoppolo, after the game, running up to the kicker and saying, fuck the Packers. Bro, you fucking were the guy who didn't show up for the group project and got an A. Like, you are certified shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Even the kicker did more than you. Like, bro... You, the fucking special teams carried your ass, but I, whatever. Getting mad about it doesn't make it change, unfortunately. Let's get happy yep. to Sunday. This, this was the result I was looking for. It, honestly, this is what kind of like put me at peace. Even if the Chiefs lost, this was going to put me at peace that Tom Brady's bitch ass is out. And God, it was beautiful to watch. Oh, yeah. It it was beautiful, and it was uh, the ending of the game was on the uh, the big screens at Arrowhead, and that was fantastic. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, someone got a video, and I guess the whole of uh, whenever the Bucks tied it up, everyone yeah. at Arrowhead was just booing. Oh yeah, lots of boos, and then um, the cup the cup bomb got oh. a thunderous applause, and yeah. then they turned it off because it was time to start the like introductions. Yeah. So, if they missed the field goal, everyone would have missed it, but they didn't, thank God. I, for the record, and I have this tweeted, not on our account, but I do have this tweeted on one of my accounts. When it was 27-3, to 3, said I tweeted, I said, I'm not falling for this shit again. Brady's going to come oh, back. Oh, same. I told my I friends that. Like, I said, it was 28-3 to 3 in the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is going to happen. And holy shit. Like, I know he didn't win, but that dude's horseshoe up his ass kept growing. Because the Rams oh, yeah. four fucking fumbles four, like are we kidding? And let me tell you, if that giant horseshoe had just gotten a little bit bigger and had resulted in the unnecessary roughness being called before the uh, play was called dead, mm-hmm. um, then it would be probably the biggest horseshoe ass game of all time for Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, the second he gets strip sacked from Von Miller, I'm like, all right, finally, like this is done. The very next play, the Rams snap it over Stafford's head, and Brady gets the ball back. I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like nobody else gets this. Nobody else gets this treatment. And then when yeah. Cam Akers fumbled for the second time, I was legitimately just considering turning it off. I was like, I'm fucking done. I was like, why the hell would you even have him in the game? But Matthew Stafford, I know I talked a lot of shit on you. I know I said a lot of mean things, but I am now a fan of yours forever. Thank you so yeah. much yes. for knocking I'll, out yeah, Tom Brady. Say, like, you yeah, are a Hall he, of Famer. He went from not winning a single playoff game to knocking off Tom Brady in one year. Like, and the Rams caught a lot of shit for that trade because they gave up a lot. And Stafford hadn't won much. But that game right there 
is exactly why they made that deal. Jared Goff loses that game. No question. Oh, yeah. If, if the team was up 27-3 and then imploded and it got tied, Goff would have shrunk. Stafford, unbelievable throw at the end of that game. And I got to say, how the fuck does Cooper Cup get wide open all the time? Like it's actually insane. It's actually ridiculous. Like he is he, always open. Like it's he, like he might be the best receiver in the league right now. It's there ridiculous. There's no explanation. The dude is always open. Even in that situation, like you know they're going to him and they still can't stop him. Yep. No, I mean, and that's a big thing uh Chiefs need to get that secondary healthy, please. For real. If they have to face the Rams, Odell and uh him and their other weapons, yeah, that that will be tough. Yeah, they got Higby's not bad. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rams four turnovers. Legitimately, none of them were on Stafford. That was the craziest part. Acres, yeah, two which is really uncharacteristic. Cooper Cup. I was waiting for a Stafford pick. I was like, he's gonna give him this game. He's gonna like Stafford has more pick sixes than any other active quarterback in the league. I just figured it was coming, but he proved me wrong. Let me tell you though, it's so weird to see footage of Matt Stafford in a post game press conference after a like a big win. <laughs> like <laughs> you have never seen Matt Stafford right. react to a game that I've actually like cared about. <laughs> he's normally up there like after he gets the Lions to seven and seven, and he's like talking about like how they can go on a run, and <laughs> now he's actually doing like big time shit. So Stafford, yep. This is big for your legacy, man. Good for you. And once again proves how how overrated the importance of the quarterback position is because there are plenty of good quarterbacks that can play for bad teams. Well. And there are plenty of bad quarterbacks that can play for good teams. So yeah, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. You guys want to know a crazy stat yeah. between the Chiefs and Bills I just saw? What was it? Chiefs and Bills have played three games in the last 365 days. Kansas City 100, Buffalo 98. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's about right because we beat them. <laughs> Literally less than a point separation for each game. Yeah. That's I mean, ridiculous. But that's in the second game, we got our we got killed. Well, so didn't we like, clap them in the AFC Championship, though? By, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. By, like, 10, right? 31-21? Uh, something we, like that. Yeah, something like that. 30, 31. We had 38 yeah, in the AFC title game, but oh, that's right. I don't know what they had. Anyways, um, yeah. So that's divisional weekend. It's gonna be impossible for anything else to top uh, that. But before yeah. before we get on to uh, talking about these uh, great championship games, we have we have some big news to announce. Big news. Give it this is us. this is inaugural inaugural season it is the trent williams comeback player of the year award the finalists have been announced it is everybody's joe burrow fair tyron smith and dak prescott we will have the winner announced i don't even know who he plays for he's an offensive lineman for the cowboys (laughs) we will have the winner announced next week thank you interesting it's probably going to be joe burrow for the record I picked Dak preseason. I'm hoping he wins it, uh, but that's you know neither here nor there. The Trent okay. Williams comeback player of the year is way more important than the regular comeback player of the year. That is just yeah. needs to be said. Yeah. Yep. Technically, we started the Trent Williams comeback player of the year last year, so we just didn't vote on it. Yep. 
So, I mean, I guess we could say but Alex Smith. But Trent Williams' comeback player of the year last year was Trent Williams. Alex Smith true, was. So. It was Trent Williams. So we have to count it. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Right. And once again, deserved. Deserved. The <laughs> dude mean, literally. The dude literally, like, had freaking cancer that the Washington football team medical staff didn't catch. Like, because, like, everything related with the Washington football team, they're garbage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that he had a solid also, case. Speaking of the football team, uh, yeah. a week from Wednesday, they will no longer be the football team. Yep, that's going to be hype. I'm what excited. do we think the name is? Be, what do we think? I think it's football Commanders. Team. I'm it's saying Commanders. Football. There is no, they've already leaked it. Well, no, that's oh. not confirmed. I thought it could still be the football team. It can. It that's, can that's be, but it's between commanders. It's between the commanders and some other team. Those are teams that have been leaked. Team names that have been leaked. If you had I'm, to, if out of the ones, I'll, I'll pull up the potential names. Um, I still think the football team is the best name. Don't have me. Really? I like the football team. People that don't, it's like, well, John, we also yeah. like soccer. So yeah, it's because like, Josh and I like soccer. But I think it would be cool, like, not that I want to change the Chiefs name, but I think just the Kansas City football team would be, uh... No. It's kind of no. sick. God, no. no. If no. it was always I that... I not even like agree. It, trust me, if you grew up cheering for the Kansas City football team, you'd think it's sick as hell. So, don't get on me here. There is a conspiracy that they're re- releasing the team name on Groundhog Day because they're going to name themselves the Red Hogs, the Washington Red Hogs. That's one of their final eight names. Um, don't go with a red thing. Do something else. Yeah, they, the presidents is one of their finals. If it's presidents, Red Hawks, stupid. Commanders. Um, there is Defenders. That wouldn't be terrible. I would do Washington Criminals. <laughs> oh Jesus! Sentinels. Uh, what? Because admirals. everyone in Washington's a criminal. Come on, <laughs> Admiral. Oh, it's Admirals and Commanders. Those are the two leaked ones. Commanders. It would be better than that. I actually would like President. Uh, the presidents that'd be funny uh but whatever yeah they will be announcing their new team name and it might not be right. a new team name but yeah anyways oh yeah no hang on though one one more thing did you guys see um because we were talking about trent williams did you guys see trent williams like go in motion the other night yeah they that motioned him like awesome. a tight end yeah <laughs> and he he had one play where they got good yardage off of it yeah he he can actually get some speed built up. I would not want him running at me. Let me oh, know. my goodness. I think he... Did you see what Antonio Brown put on his story last night, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Bucks lose. That was so awesome. In That's fairness, so like, Antonio Brown, though. What? Why does he hate the Bucks? I don't know. But anyway, you would think he would still... Like, he didn't like... treat him for his injury. Well, the, the yeah, CTE whatever. is hitting hard because in the morning, he sent out an Instagram post that said, good luck to Tom Brady. And then after the game, he posted that meme that said Bucks eliminated. So, <laughs> I mean, within one, the same day, he literally can't formulate the same thought. So it. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the theory that, like, that one hit that he took in the playoffs. Like, I don't believe that. Sense. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect hit, everyone's like, that's why he's acting this way. He has so many uh, um, personality issues before that hit. He got suspended for college from stealing shit. Like, he. Literally on his draft profile, one of the big cons was that he was a head case. So, well, I'm not okay, saying so it. He's he- always been a I'm head not case. saying it helped, but yeah, I I don't think that. It's not like there's any pattern where it gets. Everyone worse. just hates Vontez Perfect, which is fair, but like, yeah, I don't I don't think that's what it is. So, did you see? He said he wants to play for Lamar Jackson next. Oh my god! 
Yeah, you want to play for a guy that's not going to throw fucking throw. Yeah, you want to catch the ball three times a game, be my guess. <laughs> that's literally why he left the last game. Like that, He wasn't getting the ball enough. That's what at least Bruce Arians said. I don't know whose side you want to believe there, but I, I think Bruce Arians is more reasonable than Antonio Brown, so I'm going to side with him on that. But we can go ahead and I move into championship weekend. The fourth straight year the Chiefs will be a part of championship weekend and the fourth straight year Arrowhead will host it. I'm just going to say this ever since this podcast has began, the chiefs have not, not made the AFC championship game. Just, just going to throw that out there. Yep. We do. Our, yeah. Hey, we do our due diligence. We do. We do. Our, we we do. do our part. For and, this and what I sent last night, which I wasn't even thinking about until we won is that we went to training camp this year, which we didn't in 2020. So exactly. Uh, and we didn't do it in 2018. So, so basically true. if there's another global pandemic this year, we still get to go. Yeah. We, where, we, like, I don't care we, what yeah, new everything. virus comes out. I don't care if it has like a 99% we are, death no, rate. No, it doesn't like, matter. We will, we will take a criminal trespass. Just I don't give a shit that we if they the mix world, Ebola and COVID and measles nope. and the swine okay, flu okay. and everything together. And it has like a 99.9% yeah, death rate. I will be at training camp. God damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> I don't on. know about that one. <laughs> All right. uh, that I'm, might going be full, like, I'm going full Dwight Schrute. Strengthen my immune system up. Let's go. Uh, but uh, right. Sunday at 2 p.m., the Cincinnati Bengals head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs open as seven-point favorites. Give me one hefty. second. I will go less. That I'll is a start, hefty, I guess. Um, line. I like the Chiefs in this game. The Bengals, to me, have beaten a Raiders team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs and a very overrated Titans team. I don't think their path here has been that spectacular. Not taken away from them, though. I like Burrow, but... Last time they beat us, it took every call to go their way, and it took Chase to have literally probably the best game he'll ever have. Um, and we've seen and it. was at home. You saw it last night. The Chiefs, the second time around, they played the Bills, figured a lot of things out that they didn't the first time. And I think you're going to kind of see that this time. I think you're going to see the Chiefs defensively are going to have a better idea, a better game plan against Cincinnati and Jamar Chase. So I think the Chiefs win – but I gotta be honest, seven is a big number. I like Cincy plus seven. Donald, I can actually go if you want me to. No, I can. I mean, I mean, I can go. But if you want to go, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, since you know you are in first place, we still will give you it. Okay. Like, yeah, right, go ahead. I'll take the last. Right, um, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. This is gonna be a good game. I don't think yesterday was a Super Bowl. This is the AFC Championship, and on February 14th or 13th, that is the Super Bowl. Yesterday was the divisional round. This is no easy game. There's a reason the Bengals are here. Yes, they had e- they might have had easier opponents than us, but they still had to beat them in the playoffs. They had to beat the one seed on the road. I'm taking Chiefs, but this is easily Bengals plus seven. I, I just I, I think we're gonna win on a last second field goal. Oof. Oh, all right. All right. So, um, last week I went 0 and 4, um, <laughs> but I'm happy because that I, to be honest, all four of the results I wanted, um, they couldn't have worked out better for me. Um, so I'll take the losses on this useless podcast. Um, hey. yeah, I've deliberated on this one a couple times. Mm. Um, 
I think that there is a good case for both. Um, but I am going to go the direction that you don't want to hear, and I'm going to pick Chiefs minus seven. Oh. Um, yeah, as messed up as it is. No. Um, last week, I did pick the Bills on the podcast. I know for the did. record, I jumped ship last minute. That's true. Um, which we can you say did. whatever we and want about gone, ship jumpers. Gone. But you also did. You also I did, did say I'm not going to brag it because, look, being a ship jumper is always against the, against the Steelers. So, like, I don't think the narrative's still alive. So, I mean, I'm not upset with the it. The narrative's been No, that's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, at least at least we can we can put it out there. But at the end of the day, yeah. um, you know, when Joe Burrow was at LSU, I usually don't want to judge quarterbacks by college because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks look great in college that have been terrible in the NFL. But Joe Burrow, you could tell from the night of that national championship that he was kind of um, – Kind of great. Different. Kind of one of those guys. Um, I really think, like, people talk about Mahomes-Allen being set up. Um, once Joe Burrow gets an offensive line, <laughs> he will be right there with them. Like, I mean, he'll probably win an MVP before it's all said and done. He's going to get I votes will... this year, I'd bet. Yeah, I'll truly believe it. I mean, he's insane. Uh, incredible competitor. Seems like a consummate prof- professional. I think before their careers are over, the Bengals will beat the Chiefs in a playoff game. Um, but I don't think that that's going to be this week. Um, and I think that the Chiefs are going to get it done handily at home. Not necessarily completely comfortably, but um, I think that at the end of the day, we can see a 10-point-plus Chiefs win just based on the fact that this offense seems to really know how to fire on all cylinders. And the Bengals' offensive line is garbage. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm confident. I'm maybe... Maybe overtly confident because, to be honest, I haven't really been nervous, but that usually changes as the week goes on. Yeah. Um, but I I have a good feeling that the Chiefs will be booking their flights to Los Angeles this is, pretty soon here. This is setting me up like 2019. Everyone thinks that this is going to be a close game or an easy win for the Chiefs, easier than what they've had. And I think the opposite. I thought the Titans were going to give us a good fight for our uh, money. In 2019, which they did, and that's what I'm expecting this year, this week. I think we're gonna go down 10, 10 to three, and then I think we're gonna kick it on, kick in the gear. I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't see a scenario where the Chiefs just controlled this whole game. The thing with me is just that, look, the Chiefs' offense did play a good game in their last matchup, but it took, I mean, it took an unbelievable amount of random factors playing into Cincinnati's hands. I mean, look, they barely pull the game out, and I think there's probably like five or six officiating decisions and three or four coaching mistakes that could have been switched where you literally change one of them. Uh, And I know you can't play that game, but I think it just kind of has to say of the difficulty it took for the Bengals to really scrape by. And it was in Cincinnati. Um, and it wasn't in the playoffs, which is when Patrick Mahomes obviously has another gear. But look, I talked you down on the Bengals last week, so I don't want to don't want to do that again and get burned again because that's not good. But if we're being honest, the Bengals, yes, they win that game. They're not getting gifted three interceptions from Mahomes. Like that's not going to happen. So. If they want to beat the Chiefs, they have to play significantly better football than they did last week. 
because let yeah, me tell and you. they're gonna they're just not gonna be as lucky. Look, I know you can't blame the refs, no, but, but watch it back. See the things that no, happened. But, and it's, by the way, we have a few weapons we didn't have in that last game. Jarek McKinnon didn't play in that game. He's been yeah, a pretty Jarek big. McKinnon. Clyde looked. I mean, I know we don't really like Clyde, but last night, no, but Clyde, Clyde was, looked good. Clyde, Clyde and doing his thing. Like an amazing one-two punch. I, I, am, I like to distribute uh, the the percentages of snaps each running back was given. I think it was laid out perfectly. And Kelsey had just coming off the COVID list, and so well, Tyreek was the week before, but. Kelsey had just come back. He had had a week off. And Orlando Brown didn't play? Orlando correct? Brown did not play. Like, there were so many things that just didn't go right for the Chiefs in that game. And they were still – the Byron Pringle touchdown return gets called back. Like, there were so and many – And just literally if they let Cincinnati score on the goal line, they probably drive down and pull it out. Just and they with the way the Chiefs are. Stop them at fourth and goal from the one twice. But there was penalties, yep. obviously. But still, like, it was just – I don't think and they all started on on fourth and fourth yeah. and one yeah, from the two. It. So they almost they should have had to kick a field goal, but they all started because they're lucky that yeah. the refs were terrible. Yeah, I I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I I like the Bengals plus seven, but I don't expect it to be easy. Like Josh said, I can kind of see where he's coming from, but at the same time. I just don't see a scenario where this Cincinnati team can come to Arrowhead for the AFC Championship game and win this game. It, they've just this is a the biggest moment those guys have ever been in. This is just the Chiefs are used to this. This is just the Chiefs have done this so many times. Yep. And look, I yeah, there's just to me there's a there's a class gap and it's nothing against the Bengals. They have some dogs, but yeah. Yeah, it's just I really think that the Chiefs are just a tier above them and that they it's are. gonna show. And usually in the playoffs it does. Okay. So we'll see about it. Well, that'll be obviously one that throughout the week, I mean, we're going to be talking about a lot. But let's move and on. And hopefully Tyron Matthew can be healthy, yeah, but who knows? That would be nice. Fenton, too. And Darrell Williams. Yes. Let's get them all back. Do we even need him? I mean, geez. Don't need him, but it doesn't hurt. So No, it doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. That's he, true. He's probably your best power back. So if you ever need like two, three yards, I mean, that wouldn't be the worst. Thing the even Jarek was good yeah, in those Jarek, situations. You know Jarek last night? And I, this is like the 10th time I brought up PFF tonight. He graded at only at a 48. That's interesting. I felt like he played a lot better than that. but I thought he – see, that's where I sometimes have issues with PFF because I think that uh, – it's tricky for me. Like, are they not – I don't know. Are they not uh, – They, I don't grade, they have their, their own criteria. But the thing don't is they the, do the thing where they grade like every single play or whatever? Yeah. Like – yeah. Like, even when I, they don't get the ball, they get graded. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, it's interesting. I, I feel like there's got to be a slight flaw in there, though. Because well, there subjective. are players that, that make good plays. And, like, when they're involved, a lot of times they're good. So, I feel like maybe there's a misweighing in, like, the effect that people have when they're not really influencing weird the is PFF has a weird, weird thing for Ryan Tannehill. They have I don't know what it is we all agree he played easily the worst game out of any quarterback this past weekend they graded besides him a, Jimmy Garoppolo that's true and Rodgers they graded yeah. him a 70 like what it dude was yeah. terrible he just got like a 40 I, I don't mm-hmm. get it like on the regular season he threw 14 picks 20 touchdowns they gave him a higher grade than Mahomes 
Like they, I don't know, not to turn into a PFF rant, but that it is, I agree with you. Sometimes their rankings are weird. So if the Chiefs do win that game, like we've all three predicted, they'll be paying attention to Sunday night's game to see who they will play in the Super Bowl. Will it be a rematch against the 49ers? Or will it be the game we should have got in 2019 with the Rams? Who wants to kick this Oof. one off? Rams minus three go- and a half. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's interesting. I will go ahead and I'll, I'll go first on this one. I'll go okay. first on this one. Okay. Um, I think this game is going to be very interesting. Um, I think the 49ers are very good defensively, for one. Um, like, similarly to um, the year they made the Super Bowl. It's, look, you don't just stifle Aaron Rodgers for no reason like that. Um, you have to play well. And they did. They did a great job. And they pose a significant threat. <laughs> However, I just think that the Rams all around are going to get it done, especially with them being at home. I think that they'll have the weaponry to break through this defense enough, and I really think it's going to be a struggle fest for the Niners offense, as it usually is. Um so I will take the Rams minus three and a half double favorites this week. Um, that's not to say that I wouldn't be completely not surprised if the um, the Niners win because I fully respect that possibility. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, they're not horribly dissimilar to the team that played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. To anybody that listens to the podcast – I listened to it back today just to see like kind of what I was saying about the Chiefs-Bills game, see what we were all saying about like what we got right, what we got wrong. I said last week that the 49ers had a better chance to get to the Super Bowl than the Bengals, and everybody, both of you, and for good reason, were like, what the hell? And I said this exactly. I go, listen, they have a path. If they somehow upset Green Bay and the Rams upset Brady, they have the Rams number. And look what happened. That exact dream scenario for the 49ers. I think the 49ers win outright. I think they cover the three and a half. I like them. I'm taking both dogs. Ooh, okay. Not to win. Not to win. I'm taking John, the Chiefs the Rams, to win. Right? John's John. on the Rams. Yeah, I'm on the Rams. Okay. I'm on the Rams. But I like I like San, Fr- Look, San Francisco's beat them six times in a row. There's something no, there. No, that's true. Shanahan owns McVay. All right. So... I've been a, I've been on the 49ers this whole this whole uh, postseason. I've been saying this is they're gonna win, they're gonna win. And Jackson, you have a point that uh, Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. But if the 49ers team that came out last week comes out comes out against this Los Angeles Rams team, there ain't no way in hell they are winning. I'm taking Rams minus three and a half. And this is that's fair. Like we. Look at it. There's an obvious the Rams are the better team, but I, yeah. I I get I get 07 Giants vibes from this 49ers team, man. They they're going on the road and beating everybody. They well, shouldn't. then we're fucked if we're in the Super Bowl. Pretty much because that team went to beat the undefeated Patriots. Like, and that team also. I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but they didn't have a great quarterback either. Eli Manning wasn't that dynamic. I don't give a shit if he has two Super Bowls. That dude was glorified Alex Smith. Like, come on now. So. Yeah. Might have been worse than Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument, man. He definitely turned it over more, but he, bra- but he beat Brady twice, so thank you. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think the Niners, God, it just feels like they're on like a, 
a run right now. They're just like every every so often a team does this. Every like five six years, there's a team that does this. I remember Baltimore did it with Flacco way back. Um, hell, even Tennessee didn't make the Super Bowl, but the year they beat the Patriots and Ravens. I mean, it's just weird. They've got something weird going on there, and it's it's kind of like all the bad luck they got last year with their injuries, with like every single key player getting injured is literally getting made up this year with a bunch of shit ton of good luck. And so I'm just going to ride the wave. I think Chiefs, 49ers, part two. All right. Well, shoot. I think we know what time it is. Oh, we all know what time it is. Let's race for the 10 seed, motherfucker. All right, here we go. Coming in at number 13, it's your, why is he still coaching? It's your San Antonio Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Coming in at number 12. You bitch. You're actually a bitch for that one. Coming in at number 12, it's De'Aaron Fox. It's Marvin Bagley, the fucking third. It's Tyrese Halliburton. He just got his jersey retired. It's Alvin Gerenci. Sucks a big ass cock. Sacramento Kings, they're on a three-game losing streak. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. So, you know what that means. Race for the 10 seeds back next year, bitches. <laughs> All right, here we go. Coming in at number 11, Zion Williamson. He's a bust. He hasn't played. Tell me otherwise. I don't think you can. It's your New Orleans Pelicans. Coming oh. in at number 10, Damian Lillard's a little bitch. It's the Tor- Portland Trailblazers. Coming in at number nine, it's America's most hated team, especially primetime Kansas City's most hated team. It's the Los Angeles Clip 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 Clippers. And coming in at number eight, it is LeBron James. La under five hundred. La under five hundred. Suck a dick. La 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 Los Angeles. La 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 Lakers. And coming in at number seven, I like Popeyes, but that's not racist. He also just got hurt yesterday. It's your Minnesota Timberwolves, and they're 500. Ooh. That's race for the NC. For every Pelican mentioned from now on, I'm doing the Kaka, and for every Timberwolves, I'm doing that. And I'm back on my LeBron ones. La under 500. I prepared that one just for tonight. John, why are the Clippers sucking? Well, for one, they don't have Kawhi Leonard, so let's state the obvious. Nope. Well, yeah, they don't have Kawhi Leonard, and they don't have Paul George, and um, yeah, that's not... Do you think get out of the 7 to 10 range? Um, I mean, I think they'll be in the 7 to 10 range, unless... uh, Look, I am hearing that Paul George might be done for the year, so... Ouch. That would would be basically don't even bring Kawhi back. Paul George might be out If he has to have surgery on his elbow... Then he's going to be done for the year. Like they're they, they when they drop the report that they're going to take a few weeks to see if surgery yeah, is necessary. That's never a good I'm thing. Very okay, here, not uh, also about. developing news for Chiefs Bengals. We have Bill Vinovich. I knew that he worked AFC Vinovich. Championship last year versus the Bills, and he worked like the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Okay, I love Bill Vinovich. <laughs> I've, I've I just normally see him on TV and don't like him, but yeah. At least we didn't get Sean Hockley. Holy shit. His crew has called the least amount of penalties in the NFL at 140. Thank God, bro. Finally. Yeah, suck a dick, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, you don't have that stupid-ass Ronald Tobert coming back to save your ass. Um, but, yeah. Um, okay, it's time for... Well, before we do that, uh, the MLB met today and nothing happened. There, there's your little baseball. But, but, They're meeting again tomorrow. They're meeting again tomorrow, which is big. Yeah. 
So here's some of like, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about this because there's been, you know, in this collective bargaining agreement, a lot of shit that's been going between both sides. Players are pissed that free agency hasn't been going the way that they want it to, that teams aren't paying guys anymore, like owners are collectively being cheap. And so they've come up with a um, proposal to abolish the luxury tax. What do you think of that? No, I mean, no? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I would like to hear John's answer. To be honest, we talking about the NBA, the MLB. No. Oh, the MLB. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I got to be honest. I haven't looked enough into it to know the repercussions of this. Because and right usually now, when you look, they think the biggest problem is that because when do teams do spend more than they have, they have to pay the penalty tax on it. And that's uh-huh. a big reason why a lot of these teams are being cheap, especially the smaller markets. And what they want is they're oh. saying, we will get rid of that. Um, it, like, let's just abolish that. That's part of what they're bargaining for is because. Okay, this is, but is that going to, is that going to affect like, is it just going to mean that the big teams can spend even more then? Cause they're not, that, that's the catch. That is the catch 22. Like it's basically yeah. like, we're not getting much further other than that. Small market teams setting up for a big six would be able, but I mean this is a very interesting situation right now because like every collective bargaining agreement since '94 when they had the last lockout, every single time the owners have gotten their way and the players are just kind of done with that. They're kind of pissed off and they're tired of budging. You know, that I saw that the average MLB salary is down five percent than it was in 2015, which doesn't make sense because. The sport, I mean, just like every other sport, should be going up. The the salary should be going up, not down. And there's a like, and obviously they're making like money that we would dream of, but like, you know, they have a good percentage of players that aren't even making a million. The minor league pay is shit. There's a lot that they've got to figure out because guys are not happy. And the MLB is focused on adding a fucking pitch clock. I mean, they Manfred and those guys could not be more far out of reality. It is embarrassing. Yeah, it's not good. It really isn't. Um, but but yeah, yeah they it, might it they might get a deal. Like I hope they do. The Blue Jays apparently have already told their players to not um, anticipate going in February to report that they said they've already told their guys that it's probably not going to happen. So I don't know where that kind of leaves us, but I don't think the MLB can afford to lose an entire season or even half a season after the COVID year. So okay. uh, yeah. World's Farm Report did point something out that was pretty interesting. Um, there's never the MLB has never lost a game, no, to the lockout. They haven't, and the odds on the season having missing no games is at like plus two hundred almost. So it's kind of like, kind of tempted to find somebody. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, look, they have to come to an agreement. Both sides know that they have to do this. Like, eventually, yeah. push will come to shove. I think the owners will give in a little bit more than they want to. I think the players won't get as much as they want to. But like, it's going to be. It's just right now, absolutely going nowhere. I. I mean, I don't know as to the mean as the meeting today. If anything got accomplished, doesn't sound like it. But from what I've been looking at, from what I've been, you know, kind of looking into as to like why this is all going down, 
Yeah, it's not good. This is very eerily similar to the 94 situation. We are basically in the same spot. And, uh, yeah. So we'll see. Um, you know, I'd be fine if they just let the minor leagues play for a little bit. <laughs> let Bobby Witt play and shit. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Okay. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up with D Ford of the Week. Who wants to go first? John, you can. Um, I mean, I can go pretty obvious here and um, say uh, whoever didn't get the message across to the kicker to squib the ball. Yeah, that is yeah. It's fair. I mean, uh, 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 that was a bad one. Um, my yeah, D4 of the week. Mine's Ryan Tannehill. Oh, okay, good that's one. That's not a bad D4 of the week. Uh, I mean, that's for obvious. You don't even need to explain it. And mine is Maurice Drayton. Packers special teams coordinator. You're not D4 of the week. You get a whole month dedicated to you. You are shitbag of the year. And it's only one month into 2022, and I hate your guts. But I digress. I don't hate you more than D4 because it's not the Maurice Drayton of the week. So at least you have that. Yeah, D4, man. Does he still play for the Niners? Like, I know he's not playing, but is yeah, he still like. Yeah, he's still on the payroll. Out? I don't think he's played much this year. At least I haven't heard of him at all. Yeah, I thought he had, like, I think he might have had a season ending injury. Holy hell. Auburn's yeah. only 14 and a half point favorites tomorrow night. <laughs> That's it? Well, Red Panda's performing at halftime. That's why. When Red <laughs> Panda's <laughs> Tickets well. as low as $4. Oh, my God. Bro, this Bro, is. Are you going? I'll probably go to see Red Panda and then leave. <laughs> the fact that that's the selling point <laughs> is a fucking halftime show. Now watching the number one team in the nation. Hey, Missouri has covered their last three games. Just going to point that out. For some reason, they were 18-point underdogs to Alabama this weekend. And they covered that. And they almost beat them. And they did beat them once. And then they beat the shit out of Ole Miss. That was literally like opposite day for Missouri basketball. Every shot they took was going in. Like all season they were, they've been they shooting were actually like shooting. They've been shooting like 27% from 3 all season. They were shooting like 50%. It was ridiculous. Kobe was making a bunch of lucky shit. It was I, I soaked it in cuz I knew I would never see something like it again this year. So, yeah. There you go. Uh that'll do it for this week's edition of Primetime Kansas City. As always, go Chiefs. Go Packers. Go Royals. And last but not least, boys, you guys can go ahead and say it. Money Spurs! Money Spurs! All right, catch you next week after the Chiefs punch their ticket to Super Bowl 56.